You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hi, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke with the Francis Roy Agency in beautiful Niceville, Florida. And if you're listening and you listened last, well, wait a minute. No, let me do this. I think this is the first, this will be the first one. Yeah, because I'm one and then it's Mm -hmm. Jody and then it'll be Kayla. Perfect. So this is the first episode in our series um, about Enneagrams in the workplace. And I'm very excited because we have, in my mind, a wonderful example of Enneagram type one, Rin. Rin, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and pronounce your name, last name correctly so that I don't flub it up. (laughs) Uh, My name is Rin Garlinger. Um, I am a graphic designer from Philadelphia, and I now live in Niceville, Florida, and get to work with the wonderful Francis Roy team. Which we're so excited to have you, Rin. I know you know that, but you know, when... So a lot of, I know a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, they have their own businesses or they're creative like business owners or whatever. And I think if there are these secret things that business owners do, they make a list. It's like an acquisition list, like clients they want to work with and people they want to collect. Did you Which is so it? creepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is so creepy, but it's like Ren must have her. And so... While the circumstances that brought us together, which is a pandemic, were not the most ideal. I do think that you are making the best of it. I certainly feel like we are better because of it. So I would agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're talking about Enneagram type one today. And I I know lots of type ones. Um, Please share with me your wing or share with everyone. What's your Enneagram wing? I'm a type one wing two. So I'm the reformer and the caregiver, which I guess equals the activist. (laughs) I love it. There's (laughs) there's so many translations. So many. Our listeners go crazy when we talk about the Enneagram. And a fun fact, if you have downloaded the Enneagram booklet from the website in preparation for the series, which we're definitely recommending, uh, Ren is the design guru behind the layout of this, and we just absolutely freaking love it. We're like obsessed with it. So you get to, she gets to be numero uno, and um, you get to see her work, which is awesome. Um, Ren is a type one um, wing two. My husband, Greg, is a type one wing nine, which is the other wing. Mm-hmm. I definitely see similarities because you guys, um, are easy allies. You guys ally really quickly. Yeah. When we first started working on our project, the first project we worked on together, the communication between the two of us was like super simple and to the point. Like, mm-hmm. I guess as a type one, I don't like fluff talk. Mm-hmm. I like to just get to the bottom of the type of person you are. Like, yep. tell me your political stance. Tell me all the things we're not supposed to talk about because that's where the real fun conversation is. Yeah. You guys got to that very quickly. It was on, on it. Well, Greg was here. He was working on a project. He and I were having a difficult time uh, working together for obvious reasons in the work. We'd never worked in the workplace before. And then 
I think, well, you know, obviously one of my jobs here is to put people in the right place and match people up, uh, teams up that are going to be productive. And so I thought, I wonder if Ren knows how to talk to Greg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's try this. And so pairing you guys up and you guys just, boom, you just clicked right away. And, mm-hmm. um, I'll say something about Greg in the office. You're like, I love him. It's like, <laughs> you guys are just like simpatico, which I love. Uh, it's awesome. Okay. So type ones in the workplace, you and I have not worked together a long time. We've, mm-hmm. you know, dabbled in some work together. Um, but we'll go through like some of your basic fears, but before we get started, I'm reading this book, uh, the road back to you an Enneagram journey to self-discovery. Um, Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne, uh, stable, stable, I'm going to say stable, or it could also be still potato to potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. Potato, tomato. (laughs) Tomato, potato. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. So there's this great section. I love the way this book is laid out. I I would recommend it to anyone listening because I think it's so, it's so interesting. It begins with our triad. So our triad is eight, nine, eight, nines, and ones are in this triad. And I don't know what, how was the best way to describe it, we call it the anger triad, but we know that's not right, right? <laughs> it, I don't like it being called the anger triad because it just, you know, it doesn't sound the greatest, but, um, you know, I guess it's They call it the, the gut triad, the gut triad? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's gut, yeah, head, heart, and gut. Okay, so I, I feel like either way we're screwed because... Yes. <laughs> It's Either fine. way, we just look like we're, you know, very mean and angry all the time, but it's okay. Yes. Well, it depends. So I, I, you and I were just talking about this before we started with the podcast, but so eight, nines, and ones are driven by anger, which um, we, uh, Ren and I were just having this really funny conversation about, she's like, it takes me a long time to get angry. And I'm like, I never feel angry, but I think I'm perceived as being angry a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then we'll have to ask nines when we um, interview Kaylee about how she feels. But eights externalize anger, nines forget it, whatever that means, and ones internalize anger. So talk to me about that. Do you feel like that's right? It is. There's definitely, I'm very much on top of the surface, like a people pleaser. I definitely want to get along with everyone. I just don't, I don't like to portray anger as best as I can. Sometimes, you know, it overtakes and it externalizes, but mm-hmm. internally it's just easier for me to process it through my own head and then try to think of it before I react. And I guess mm. that's where all of that goes deep down inside of me and then never leaves. It's like a John Mulaney quote. I'll, do, I'll have all this anger build up inside of me and one day I'll die. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. But true. But true. And that's what we're all about here is like this journey is the truth. Yeah. And sometimes the truth is really hard. And I, I've learned a lot about Greg through this research and that whole like that it was very eye opening for me that he internalizes his criticism so much that it's like if if something isn't right. I don't need to point that out to him because he knows and he is like beating the crap out of himself because of it. Yes. Is that, that valid? Is a true, true statement. I, it could be even the smallest thing, especially in my field too, where, you know, 
printed materials go out, mm -hmm. if there's a typo or something is not the right graphic, I will fixate on that until the next issue comes out or the next project mm -hmm. is in my head. And it's definitely one of those things where, yeah, you'll beat yourself up about it pretty hard. So, you know, along those lines, and as we're talking about really how all of these different types show up in the workplace, how we like to be communicated with, you know, what, how do you approach, you know, you have a type one on your team, you know, there's a mistake. I mean, type ones really, when there is a mistake, they can easily be broken down by a mistake. Um, how would someone who's managing a type one approach a type one that has made a mistake in a way that is constructive and healthy? Um, I think coming in just brass tacks a lot of the time, mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, we have an issue. Let's talk about it. I don't mm -hmm. want this to be about drama or any of that nature, but, you know, just come to me calmly, talk to me calmly mm -hmm. and be direct and tell me what the issue is. And I guess my biggest thing is I don't like being lied to, or if you have an issue, I don't want it to just roll away. Like I need you to confront me about it if there is an issue. Yeah. Otherwise I won't be able to move forward. And I feel like it, there's not a lot of trust if you're not going to come yeah. to me about it. So you need a little bit of closure too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, uh, in my experience, it also is like not being heavily critical. It's like the difference between saying like, okay, this sucks, but this is not typical of you. Like, you know, not like you suck, but like the situation, you know, people make mistakes and it, how can we rectify and make it better the next time? That kind of thing. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you some of these questions and you tell me, th there's a whole section in the beginning of this book, what it's like to be a one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm so sorry if this is gonna trigger you. I read mine, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what was out there. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, I worry a lot. Oh, yes, all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't feel comfortable when I try to relax, relax. There is too much to be done. I can't turn my brain off. Yeah. Mm. And we talked about this. I beat myself up when I make mistakes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is something that I see a lot in Greg. I have a lot of self-discipline and that is so admirable to me. Yeah. It, I think it also is, um, a lot of it comes from my dad too. His mm -hmm. work ethic is, he's an accountant. So tax season mm -hmm. rolls around. That man is in his office for hours and hours and hours. And I guess that's something I grew up with that was like, you know what? That's a lot of really good self-discipline. And that has honestly helped me all the way from high school to now. Like mm -hmm. being a workhorse and, you know, also trying to find the balance of work life and regular life. But yeah. I think it was a good example. So for me, the, the person who is the type one from a, a management leadership perspective, I know a type one's task when I see it. Uh, for example, when Ren first came into Francis Roy, I will be transparent. Like our Dropbox was a hot wreck. And, you know, <laughs> I certainly don't have the brain for that uh, or the capacity to organize. And the, the more that Ren worked with the team, I was like, you know what? I think this might be like a great Ren project you like beat the shit out of that into submission and it's like 
perfect, amazing. But in the same way with Greg, when Greg came in, he like organized and labeled all of the AV equipment and put set up a system and a process for it that really made sense. And I think it's not the strength for type one for me, and we could talk about strengths a little bit, is not necessarily like you guys like the rules. You're very good at creating processes. The I think the processes are the reason why a person or a business succeeds because once right. you're able to get into a process or a system that works for everyone, you're gonna uptick in, you know, all of sorry, all of your, you know, all of your projects and all of your clients, you're going to have so much more time to focus on the things you need to focus on because you're not trying to search for this or search for that. Yeah. And I love a good bullet point list. <laughs> I love a good <laughs> A to Z list, you know, it's, it helps put my mind at ease to then, you know, tackle the task at hand. On the flip side of that, how does it make you feel when those processes are in place and people don't adhere to them? <laughs> That's where the part of me comes out where I'm like, I need everyone to fall in line. You need yes. to name these the specific way. But at the same time, I know that these people are human and mm -hmm. you know, it's just a name of a file and I need to get over it and I can move Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I feel like that's very evolved as well. Um, so in, in the booklet that you designed and laid out, and um, it was so great for that to be a collaborative team effort, we took it to the we, CBA and their team just like flourished with it, which was amazing um, in the strategic application of it. But I'll go through some of the points here that I, that just really, I think, define you guys, but at your best, wise, discerning, realistic, and noble can be morally heroic you and I haven't worked together long enough for me to be like, yes, you know, Ren's like a hero. I know, even though we have had heroic situations, but when I think about morally heroic, Greg is like the number one person that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because I don't know. I think it's just like he served in the military. Like I feel like type ones are a natural fit for that kind of environment. Yeah. Like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like I just want to, and then the activist, which is you, um, you show characteristics, you have the type one characteristics, but you also have type two characteristics, which honestly makes you one of the most likable people I've ever met. You know, <laughs> you're like, I have all of these, <laughs> you're like, I have all of these like world changing abilities, but then also you really, really like me. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. I mean, that's a great balance. Uh, um, a one, a type one wing two. I, I think so. I, and I guess that's part of probably the people pleasing aspect of myself where mm -hmm. I definitely like to be liked. I mean, who doesn't? So yeah. You but know, you're like, I, I don't know, go ahead. You go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just happy when other people are happy. And again, I think that fits really well into the type of work that I do because I like to make mm -hmm. their visions come to life. Yeah. Well, definitely of the two, the wing two is a little warmer, mm -hmm. um, a little warmer, but, and I've witnessed, I've seen you do this. I, of, of course, observe you, but not in a creep, creepy way. I hope not. But it's like, you are all about justice and equality. I've witnessed it on several occasions. Uh, I think that you're very, in that sense, activism seems to be a natural fit. Yeah. I like to speak up for the people who can't. Mm -hmm. Or at least try to. Yeah. Um, definitely 
and I think it also goes with like, I'll bring a little bit of astrology into it too. I'm a Libra too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like tenfold. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm like that. I think I just, there's no reason to see other people suffer or hurt. Right. If you can prevent it. So why not prevent it? Morally heroic. See, you and I <laughs> had a moment just now where I'm like, yes, you're obviously that. That's so cool, Ryan. I love that. And basic desires, uh, you desire, you have an innate desire for fairness. Mm-hmm. And that is probably very deeply rooted and accuracy in order, which I see uh, a lot. And, and it's very admirable. It's something, honestly, that we were really lacking here at the agency before you got here. So, but the, so let's talk about basic fears for a second. Uh, it's just the flip side, so unfairness or whatever, but also this fear of making a mistake. Yeah. But people are going to make mistakes. Like People are going to make mistakes. And it's definitely an issue of like control as well coming into mm-hmm. play. And I don't know what it is. It's just when things spiral, I spiral. And, mm. you know, there are things that, you know, my husband, he's a type nine. He's the peacemaker. Mm. So he's the one, he's also a wing eight. So he's the challenger. So he always challenges my view of things when they do spiral. He's like, well, you know, t- you know, you know, A happened but B could also happen or A happened, but look at B because of the flip side. And yeah, I think it's a really good balance between the two of us for him to talk me down from those ledges of losing yeah. control if I do. Well, and um, Greg and I have a very similar couple makeup where I'm the eight wing nine, uh, which is why I think your husband and I get along so well. But I th- there's also too this balance where, Greg keeps me morally straight. I know that sounds weird. Like you, mm-hmm. what person should have to have that? But I tend to be more of a risk taker. So I'll be like, Hey, let's just take a risk here. Let's just do it where he probably wouldn't have done that. And then vice versa, he'll be like, mm, this feels like we might get in trouble. Like, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and it's that trust that you yeah. know, like you're saying with you and, and uh, Cody, where you guys really help each other through a lot of these bigger life decisions. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. He definitely likes to show me side A, side B. He likes to show me yeah. those. <laughs> You're like, put that eight away. <laughs> put it away. Uh, <laughs> um, so strength. I love your strengths. Defending the rights of others, um, attention to detail, optimistic worldview. Um, you deeply motivated by personal values and then this intense like need to connect and care for others and your community. I mean... It's like Captain America. <laughs> Where's my field? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I mean, so um, did you experience, like I, all of our, everybody on the team has been diving into the Enneagram mm-hmm. and you read the, like the tier of like, okay, you're either unhealthy, average, which is like a harsh triggered word. I hate that word <laughs> or very healthy. Did you read the very healthy version of you and then feel completely intimidated by that? Yeah, because there's a lot of flaws that I still work through day to day. And it was like, you know, it's always hard to be put on a scale. (laughs) So, yeah, there are things that I work on and there are things that, you know, haven't been worked on. And that'll all change in a year. So 
I guess an yeah. unhealthy to healthy scale scares someone like me because it brings out all that criticism that I already give myself on the daily that I don't need to yeah. hear from other people, I guess is my thing. Because like a well, lot of the time yeah. I'll be like, I already know I have this issue. You don't need to bring it up. Please don't do it because I'm already beating myself up about it. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that goes into like, you know, what really drains you and being surrounded by negativity can be an intense drainer for uh, type one, regardless of your weight. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you have to decipher between people who like to call themselves realists or making realistic statements and negative because there's sometimes those two lines get muddled and it's hard for me yeah. to like separate them so mm -hmm. if someone's you know has a realistic comment or a realist comment it does take me a minute to be like okay they're not being negative they're just you know presenting side b that's really i i think that's really enlightening too uh, you know what this next one i find so interesting because and kind of a little bit funny, but it, you're feeling drained by bosses who ignore their ideas. And I just want to put this out there. If you are managing a type one and you can get a type one to get you to the point where you can ignore their ideas. <laughs> let <me know. laughs> like, and that's what I love about Ren. She's like, no, actually this is, this is right. Like, you know, take a look at this. This is a really good idea. And can usually back that up with something very brilliant or, you know, totally um, changes the whole process. And so I don't know how someone could organize, could ignore um, a type one's ideas. I mean, you guys are very persistent <laughs> <laughs> um, in a good way though. And every, every one, not everyone, but every type one that I know is, is willing to back up their idea with like very hard work. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I also love, love, love when an idea that, you know, if I present an idea, I love when it snowballs into something I never thought it could be okay. just by other people's input or other people's, you know, aspects of what they want that project to look like. That's my yeah. favorite part about working in an agency or like a marketing setting is being able to pre present like it might be a baby of an idea but it's a cool little spark and then being able to like share that with everyone else and everyone else can put their hands on it and it turns mm -hmm. into something super cool is like my favorite process of all time. <laughs> well, and uh, one, you guys are very visionary and I, I think it has to do with your, it's a connection with your ability to be able to organize processes because if you have that talent, then you need to be able to see the birth of a vision all the way to kind of its expansion without it actually have, have having come to fruition yet. So, and Greg does this as well. Well, he can, he can blow up like a really big idea and you're like, holy crap, that is a great idea. But I think it's the same part of your brain that is like, okay, well, this is how I would organize this process because it's just this whole full 360 thing. Yeah. You see, a, you see a lot of things from all different views. It's like Rain Man, like, woo, and then you just, like, piece it together. And then Greg will go, okay, well, I need help, you know, like you're saying, like, I need other hands on this in order to implement it or whatever, but it is nice. Um, okay, so let's talk about what energizes ones. Um, so the structure of the booklet is this really great, um, you know, how to meet with, uh, every, with individuals by type, how to email them. I mean, it's just such a great resource, but what we have some stuff in the in the booklet that you know outlines type ones and what energizes them but what really energizes you Ren? um being able to own my own things 
my own projects, my own ideas under the umbrella of an agency or wherever. I like to own something that's mm -hmm. mine. And I don't know why it is like, it could be even the smallest task of saying, redo the entire Dropbox, but being able to own a project from beginning to end is one of the things that I thrive in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely see that. And I will, and hope to always make an effort to be like, no, this is yours. Like you have some autonomy here. Like let's really, you know, because I think when you walk up, when, you know, from a leadership perspective, I can't imagine ever micromanaging a type one. Um, and how much strain and stress that places on you. And um, I, you're nodding your head. People can't uh, see that, but I see. I, I would definitely agree. Yeah, micromanaging a one is just going to push that person further back and not forward. Yeah, I can see that totally. And um, really just creating an environment where it's like, oh my gosh, it's the perfect project for such and such. But really that's the, what this booklet and I think what our team is trying to do is use our team as a case study for how, you know, we can really work together in all workplaces through all times of like struggle, which right now our team is really going through a struggle, like all teams because of the pandemic. And so the, these little tidbits on how communicating, um, I love this emailing a one, uh, keep email sparse. So you're like to the point, boom. I don't know if there is a type one that or a type that likes long emails. I think we decided it was a type six, but. I've been told in the past um, from friends of mine through texting that I don't use enough expressive punctuation and or emojis. And everyone would always respond with, are you mad at me? <laughs> correct punctuation and grammar. So now I overload the exclamation points and I overload the smiley faces just so people understand that I'm, I just think in very short sentences and very short statements. That's just how my brain functions. Well, I, I, well, I will say this. I feel like you shouldn't have to overcompensate with emojis because I know that in your brain, that has to be a complete and utter waste of time. But I will say to Ren's friends who gave her that feedback, let me just tell you, she is still internalizing her anger with you, regardless. <laughs> Turning off the damn emojis now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, so I love that. Meeting with a one, abiding by schedules, you're very punctual. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. And focusing always, on the message. I'm always 15 minutes early. You'll see me in the parking lot just chowing down on something to eat, waiting. Oh my God. Girl, it's like you and Greg are the same person. He is like, if you're early, he goes, if you're on time, he goes, no, what does he say? If you're not early, you're late. Yes. Yeah. If you're, if you're uh, on time, you're late. Yeah. If you're on time, you're really late. And he's always like, something could happen. I'm like, then you just text that person, you're like, something happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, no way. So, okay. I like to, I'm, end all of our uh, chats now with something that we love doing here at Francis Roy, which is like, what are we reading, watching, listening to? Mm -hmm. So our RWL, are you, is there anything hot on your, in your purview right now that you're loving? I mean, you know, open, open form here. So mm -hmm. just whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. It throws mm -hmm. me off if I work. That's a, that's a driving thing. That's a car ride thing. But reading, I've been slowly but surely reading uh, Mythos by Stephen Fry, all short Ooh, stories yeah. about Greek mythology. I just love the fact that, I guess, it, funny enough, it rolls into this, gods have flaws. And that's something 
I'd love for more people to understand that even oh. if you think you're high and mighty, man, you definitely got a flaw or two. And Ren, I feel like there's a lot of psychology shit right there. In- <laughs> we can't wrap that up in another like two minutes here, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I I think that's one of my favorite things about Greek mythology is that gods have flaws, and mm-hmm. then you have uh, you have a better perspective of who you're quote unquote idolizing. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you and I will talk about that offline. But uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so reading, watching. Are you watching anything? I am watching The Great on Hulu um, mm. about the Russian stars and the Catherine. I think it's Catherine the Great. Sorry if that's wrong. Um, yes. Yeah, but it's it's pretty historically funny and not accurate and exaggerated and fantastic all at the same time. I love that. I watched that. Elle Fanning is like amazing in that. She's amazing. She is my favorite part about that entire thing. Yeah, she's so great. Well, those are good. I feel like I need to get that Mythos book for Greg. He'd really like that. It's a great one. And Stephen Fry, the way that he writes is just super Mm -hmm. conversational and it's easy to follow. And he's got some funny quips in there. And who doesn't love his voice? Oh my gosh. Well, Okay, so we'll end this out because, you know, we try to keep our episodes at 30 minutes, but if you could tell one, any, if you could say one thing about being a type one that would just help someone else understand you better, what would that, what would that be? Um, would you hand them a book of mythos? You'd be like, educate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have flaws. <laughs> I guess as a generalist, a generalized statement, um, one's we may look like we have our shit together, but we're a mess on the inside. So be nice. Mm. Oh, that breaks my heart. <laughs> it's, it it's true though. I mean, we're yeah. the, we're our harshest critic. And the, it's funny enough, it's like, we're the CEO of already hating ourselves. So we know. <laughs> oh, it's Rin, not, I have so much to learn from you. Yeah. It's, it's a fun brain up here, but I'm slowly learning that I love me. I like what I do. I'm happy yes. where I'm at. So mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier to, you know, mute that critic inside. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly uh, love you and I love what you do. And I think you're beyond uber, uber talented and you're changing the game for us here. And um, type one, number one, you go girl. Woo! <laughs> he was number one. Well, this is going to be a hard one to follow up. Like all the other types better bring it. Um, and the episodes Sorry, that are coming <laughs> that are coming after this, but thanks for um, being so vulnerable. Ren, I know this is not easy. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you're listening, which you probably are, because this has been an amazing episode, uh, like comment, share, you can send us an email. Hello at francisroy.com. You can send Ren an email, R I N N at francisroy.com. Please spell Francis with an E and not an I, because if you spell it with an I, it'll never get to us. <laughs> we love you. We thank you for listening. Uh, listening next week when we talk about Enneagram Type 2 in the workplace. Okay, guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.